Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Welcome in, Three Dudes with a View. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. It's President's Day. I don't know. Well, we'll talk about that. Let's just introduce the folks we've got we've got here with us. Uh, Clayton Harris, the bus driver. Bus must have gotten in. Oh, the bus did. Did the bus run today, Clayton? No bus running today. Okay. Well, Clayton is here on time. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York has joined us. Good morning, Mr. York. Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody out there. Happy President's Day to you, Mr. York. Yeah, same to you. Another Black History Month. True enough, and I want to mention that in just a minute. Um, There is an event at Columbia State tonight commemorating Black History Month, and I'm going to give you the details as soon as we go around the room. Okay. Uh, Regular special guest dude, Carrie Powers, how are you? Excellent. Happy Monday. And friend of the station, uh, and we enjoy having him with us. Scott Pecky, how you doing? Good morning, everybody. And uh, as a friend of the station, we haven't heard from in a while. Chandler Anderson, how are you, man? Man, uh, apparently I'm going through puberty. My voice is cracking and everything, so let me apologize in advance. <laughs> I was supposed to have been on a couple of weeks ago. Scott has done a great job at the legislature uh, protecting health care workers, House Bill 3. Uh, everybody call your representatives and support Scott's bill. Um, as you all know, a couple of months, well, last year, I had a, a, a NP get punched in the face by a patient, and she's now in jail, and Scott is supporting protecting everybody that provides health care. So good job, Scott. Thank you, Chiana. Sorry it. I missed two weeks ago. I got kids. You know how crazy that gets. That's okay. You did a great job testifying. Uh, don't listen to anybody. And, and Scott, <laughs> remind us what that bill does now. So what it did is uh, currently under state law, nurses um, are protected on on an assault. There's a higher escalation in, in, in the code. And what this bill, House Bill 3, does is extend it to all health care providers. Uh, basically, the gist of the law is do not assault your health care workers that are there to, to help you. And uh, hopefully this one, uh, it, it should make its way to the House floor. It's on a special calendar right now. That'll be, do- that'll be held. Uh, probably in a couple more weeks, but uh, from talking to the committee, we should be okay. Okay, folks. And this and Chandler, this arose from an incident in your office, right? Yeah, I mean that that's one reason Clayton asked me to be on this morning. I wanted to point out, you know, um, and I know we'll get to it, but we've got some really true blood Republicans who are doing the work that needs to be done, and Scott's one of them. So, uh, you know, I, I want to give a shout out to Scott and thank him for 
giving some integrity to the Republican Party here in town. Thank you. Appreciate that. And Jim York has a podcast, by the way. I just want to mention Jim York has a podcast. There we go. Jim York has a podcast. What? Changing times with the truth. (laughs) Have you really got a podcast going, Mr. York? Yeah. Okay. Where where do we find it? It's on Spotify. Okay. I'm waiting on him to put it on Patreon for twenty four ninety nine a month. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Okay, folks, it's President's Day. I'm, you know, as a federal worker, I always love President's Day. Uh, when I was with you, yeah, you off. <laughs> yeah, I was off exactly. And uh, you know, I was thinking about that on the drive-in this morning. Some of you may have some different thoughts. Um, I think the uh, the office. Uh, it's not that the office has lost respect. The country is so deeply divided. It's really 50, it's a fifty-fifty country. And uh, and each side actually fears that the other side will have a president in office. And I started thinking about it. I don't think we've had a president who could unite. And I say could unite. I'm not. I don't think any president could unite this country right now. I I, I really don't. Uh, but we haven't had uh, a res- respect for the office in a unified country since Bill Clinton. Uh, who, uh, yeah, Chandler's nodding his head. Uh, who, um, you know, and Bill Clinton's one of those figures. And I know there were a lot of people who did not like Clinton when he was around, but basically he did have the country united. And the, you know, and I, I didn't vote for him, but uh, the country, um, I think um, he's one of those figures uh, who history. Improves uh, as we look back, we see that he did better and better than we realized. Maybe some realized that he did at the time, and uh, but we we haven't had a unified country since. Uh, briefly unified after nine eleven, but that didn't last long. And George W. Bush was a terrible president who led to increasing divisions in this country, um, as was Barack Obama. And Trump. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> but, you but can't Dale, go there, Dale. But look, but Dale, how did we get there, right? So, and that—that's one of the reasons I wanted to come on this morning. How did we get there? We have allowed divisive people to be put into places that that dictate the narrative for this country. We have exactly. people like Andy Ogles, which we need to discuss. We Your have buddy. We have George Santos. We have Marjorie Taylor Greene, who are not Republicans. They aren't. Scott Sapick is a Republican. And here's the, and here's how you know Scott Sapick is a Republican. He and I can have differences of opinions. But at the end of the day, you know why he did House Bill 3? I said to him, I said, man, this is going to get you some Democrats. He said, I don't care about that. I care about it because it's the right thing to do. And the problem is we keep escalating people like Andy Ogles, who went on tour. Now, now, I said this. I screamed it from this channel. While we were having so many deaths due to COVID, he went that we had to bring in a mobile morgue. For the first time in the history of that hospital, we had to bring in a mobile morgue, and our county mayor was so concerned about the citizens of Murray County, he went on tour with Greg Locke, 
a pastor who said kids with autism were demonically possessed. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. And nobody said anything. And that's the problem, Dale. We've got to start saying stuff. Like when Adam and Aaron hijacked uh, Debbie Matthews' email and sent, a, sent an email out to all the Republicans on the uh, Murray County Republican listserv email thing about the library. We have got to stop allowing morons to run the local Republican Party. Scott's a picky, and I'll say it, Sheila Butt is doing a great job as county mayor. They're the only two with a spine in a leadership role in that committee in that community and that's how we got slither and andy up there saying he's an international spy a man of mystery or whatever his lie is this week he, <laughs> he was a deputy Damn. reserve which i could be my fat rear end could be he was a deputy reserve he didn't keep up his hours so guess what he got thrown out he he's was an economist an international, too well, he's yeah, an I economist mean, too yeah, he's an econ- he's an economist whose degree is in science from 2007 from MTSU. Like how many times? How many times do we have to tell you, tell people that Andy's not a good guy? He vetoed a budget based on a, a a myth at the library. He went on tour, like I said. He he vilified Martin Cheney, one of the most one of the most honest men in the world. Martin Cheney, the CEO of the hospital, he vilified him over the vaccine mandate that he had no control over. He went out and prostituted the very valid cause that the healthcare workers from the hospital had, which was you should not mandate vaccines. Our jobs should not be dependent on vaccines, and they should not. But Andy has been allowed to hijack this party with a big pink pig piggy bank, and now everybody wants to sit back and act surprised when he's Santos 2.0. You look at the picture of him in Congress. He's surrounded by Boebert, Gets and Santos. Being around Gets is about as close as he's ever come to being an international sex trafficking person. All right. Well, something's brought Chandler and Mr. York onto the same team. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Uh, I, I disagree with what Chandler's we're, saying. We're going to get on to a legislative update here. And let me say this about the congressman. First of all, uh, now we on this station did uh, point out some some of this uh, before the primary uh, and the primary is the only thing that counts general election doesn't even count for anything in this district uh, because the Republicans going to win we did point some of these things out but after the primary was over my position was and still is primary is over and we have a Republican representative in the U.S. Congress and that is more important than anything and I only judge a congressman on one thing, how he votes. I don't care how now, much you we, have nothing with that congressman. You I, have nothing. I I don't. I, as long as he votes the will of this district, he is, in my opinion, he had, he a perfect will of congressman. Washington and people that paid him. That's who he's voting for. The it's, money he got from from Washington. That's who he's allegiances to. Not Murray County. Well, not, we'll if he Tennessee. if he votes contrary to the will, time will tell. If he votes contrary to the will of this district, then he'll lose my support. But I've not seen him do anything so far that's not the will of the district. But he hadn't voted on really anything. No, it's early yet, Chandler. You're right. And and here's the thing, Dale. You know, if I lied to you... Would you rather have had Heidi Campbell? I mean, she's a card-carrying communist, you know. For all practical purposes. She actually is not not no communist. Gee whiz. And and you know what? She's ultra-left. 
Hey, He's but you not. know what? But you know what? She's not a liar. Scott Sapicki will stand there all day and debate medical you know, marijuana with me because he has I don't care if he has sex with goats on national TV. Uh, if he votes the will of the district, that's what defines a good congressman. So and if I, he lies five out of seven days, how much how much faith do you have he's going to vote the will of the district? Especially when he was over Tennessee, uh, Tennesseans, uh, Americans for Prosperity for Tennessee. Well, so, he's so far, the few votes that I've seen are the will of the district. So that's. Del, you're distracting me. Like, like, you really don't like care. A pig. If, he is a pig. You really don't care if people have sex with goats on TV. Like, that's kind of disturbing to me. I'm defining my definition of a good congressman. Okay. All right. Just I don't care who they have what, sex with. What I, don't care. I don't care what they do. If they Just vote curious. the will of the district, Just uh, then they are a good congressman. Okay. And, and that's um, why we need to have Scott Sapicki up there next time, because at least he's honest and will stand by his principles. Well... Time will tell, but to me, this is just a bunch of you know the people who didn't like no it. The people who didn't like Andy are just all in a Twitter in the, in the first place, and the people who liked Andy uh, hadn't changed their mind a bit. No, and, I, you're and, absolutely incorrect. I've seen people flip this weekend, Dale, because they are shocked that he there's there's clear evidence. Now it didn't just Chandler doesn't like him or this person doesn't like him. There's clear evidence from Channel Five, and thank God for investigative reporting and people who aren't afraid to lose interviews with people they took him to task and they're going to continue to take him to task and it's my understanding channel four is hopping on it well so, i don't mind the press taking to... somebody to task but andy will be reelected uh next year and um I, I, as long I as he votes the will of the district i don't, I, I I don't think so I, andy ogles will not be reelected next year i'll bet you any amount of money you want Plus, he hasn't even filled out his financial reports for campaigns. He's still balking on the federal law. York, there's not Not a thing he could do to get your vote, and apparently Chandler's either. No, he couldn't get my vote. He couldn't get my vote as county mayor. All right, we're going to take a break and come back, and we're going to talk about uh, what's going on in the legislature and how it affects us. Motor Sales is our area's premier GMC dealership. Their lot at 919 Nashville Highway has an impressive selection of GMC vehicles, trucks from the light-duty GMC Canyon to the Sierra 3500 Heavy Duty, and everything in between. GMC's SUVs are impressive with the Terrain, Acadia, and Yukon. Want luxury? Ask about Denali upgrades. Go to ParksMotorsales.com for information and see their awesome offers and services. Parks Motor Sales, GMC. We are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233.
Hi, I'm Steve, the garbage man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. All 
right, folks, welcome back in. I'm dude number three, three dudes with a view, Monday edition, President's Day edition. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy, dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest, dude, Carrie Powers. Hello. Happy President's Day. Happy Monday. Friend of the station, Representative Scott Sapicki. Good morning, everybody. And uh, a friend with we haven't heard from in a while, Chandler Anderson. How you doing, man? Good, good. We're covering. Carrie has an ambulance for sale. If anybody wants to buy one, well, that's the big orange ambulance. Go, big orange. It's the tricked right. out big orange ambulance. Yes, sir. We're, we're, we're going to have a party bus competition. Carrie versus me. Yeah, I'm not sure See? what it's a metaphor for, though. I mean, when Rocky Top's playing by remote from the front and the back, we got the games going on the TV. Oof. You having a good time? There you go. We have, we, we've got the. Uh, Midnight Express party bus waiting for the surety bond because surprise the guy bought it from for marketplace didn't have a license or registered. Hey, there we go. All right, folks. I got a uh, clean title. If anybody does want to buy that thing, a <laughs> <laughs> drink's gonna be served on your bus, channel. Sir, it's my understanding from uh, local law enforcement that individuals are welcome to bring their own beverages, whether that is uh, seltzer water or uh, Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah, buddy. But I will not be serving any. <laughs> All right. Folks, The uh, we're going to get the representatives to make you talk about what's going on on Capitol Hill. But uh, before we do that, i I got a little piece I'm going to call Liberal of the Week. Uh, and let me tell you what this what this little clip's about. This, this Apparently, the Austin, Texas City Council, and that place... If y'all haven't seen the news over the weekend, is I mean it's a Fruit Loop, Looney Tune, left wing, left wing town, and uh, the uh, Austin City Council apparently has a policy where if you sign up in advance, that you know any member of the public or maybe resident of Austin can get two or three minutes before the council and and speak. And so uh, this fellow spoke before the Austin City Council last week. Uh, he appeared in front of him actually dressed in a clown costume. Uh, so uh, here's what he had to say. This is uh, our nomination for Liberal of the Week. Coach Lyle, can you get it to play, man? Good morning. All right. Uh, my name is Alexander Stranger. My pronouns are clown, clown self. Turn it way up. Uh, last week, I applied to be the CEO of Austin Energy. Unfortunately, I feel as though you guys didn't take me seriously, but that's okay. I'm back. Apparently, there's a new job opening to be the new city manager, so I'm throwing my hat in the ring. Um, this job it requires a lot more responsibility than being Austin Energy CEO, so I'm asking for a base pay of $750,000 a year. Austin is an expensive city, especially when you live on Rainy Street, go out to dinner five nights a week, and use cocaine heavily. Not only that, but I blew my entire life savings on Pfizer and Moderna call options, um, and now I'm broke because people would rather listen to Nazis like Joe Rogan instead of esteemed scientists like Bill Gates and Dr. Fauci. Not only that, but my wife is immunocompromised. She has stage 5 testicular cancer. And when you refuse to get vaccinated, you're basically telling me that you want my wife to die. Back when I was the lead content moderator for Twitter, I called the police on my next door neighbor for going to the park by himself during COVID. And guess what? The police never came. So why should they get a four-year contract? Also, I was assaulted on June 15th of 2020 after throwing a Molotov cocktail through a small business because the owner called me by the wrong gender pronoun. Anyway, if I could get a job as the city manager. 
On deck is All Wallace right. Lundgren. There we go. That's it. Liberal of the week, folks. <laughs> right there. That's, uh, that's about. That's comparable to what we got in Congress up in Washington. Maybe they got to run. Our representative up there. Wow. Yeah, we got we got all kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, he threw a Molotov cocktail through uh, <clears throat> that you know of. Yeah. All right, Scott's picky. What's going on? The all right, uh, folks. Just uh, to remind everybody, the legislature is in. Legislature will meet probably another couple of months at, at most, and then they'll be out of session for the rest of the year. So right now is when it's all happening. Uh, what's happening, Scott? I don't even know how to follow that. <laughs> I have no Let me idea. Ask you a quick question. You can only you start, look really good. Go ahead, Mr. York. Are you on that train to change the name of John Lewis Way to Donald Trump Way? Uh, well, I, I normally don't. I, I don't give opinions on bills until they're put on notice because sometimes fi- people people file stuff like that, Mr. York, to um, to stir people up. Now, when when it gets filed to be heard in committee, then I'll start to get involved. We've got 1,500 bills up there, Mr. York, and probably half of those will never see the light of day in a committee. So um, I would just temper that by saying it'll be discussed if the bill's put on notice, and then uh, we will make a good decision for what's best for John Lewis Way. Fair enough? That's fair enough. Thank you, sir. All right, so... um, we are in full swing, you know, uh, education. We had a, I had a visitor up there this week that talked about mental health with me, um, with our children in our schools. We are still considering how to address that. Uh, the money is there, but the process of getting the money to the programs is the most difficult part. And so we're trying to find some workarounds for that to make sure that we can bring uh, better mental health uh, into our school systems to make sure the kids, especially coming back from COVID, um, uh, all their needs are addressed in a timely manner. So working on that. A uh, couple good things. House Bill 20. Is a bill that I'm sponsoring on giving our four-year institutions the ability to do co-requisite remedial coursework. Uh, that bill will be on the House floor Thursday for passage. That'll give our four-year institutions the ability for a kid that wants to go to UT Martin or UT Knoxville. It'll give them the ability to take remedial coursework at those colleges instead of being referred to a community college for for a semester. Now they'll have the ability to do that. So we'll hopefully keep more of these kids in school. The biggest problem we have right now is with COVID. Over the last two years, we are turning out so many graduates right now that re- that need remedial coursework. It's almost impossible for our community colleges to handle that workload. So we've got to expand it to our four-year institutions. So hopefully that bill will pass and sh- should go into law. Uh, we are also working on extending dual enrollment into community colleges, dropping it down to sophomore level so more kids can take advantage of dual enrollment, uh, short-term credentials. And, and then, and by dual enrollment, you mean we're a, per, a, a young person can go to college and high school basically at the same time and receive actual college credit while they are still in high school. And that is correct. There's a lot of opportunity for kids starting with their sophomore year. Currently, state law prohibits kids from taking remedi- or dual enrollment at their sophomore year at community colleges. We're going to go ahead and expand that down to sophomore. So there's a chance, especially with on the block schedule, that you could graduate with your high school diploma and, and a credential or certificate at the same time to be ready to go, to be w- workforce ready immediately upon graduation. Yeah, Scott, I had a great experience with that back when I was young. I took courses at Columbia State while I was still in high school. I actually got 12 hours of credit, which ended up Vanderbilt accepted those uh, 
hours, and th- those 12 hours uh, of credit were uh, part of my degree from, from Vanderbilt at mm-hmm. the end. Uh, back in those days, I don't think there was any bill or anything else. I just went out there and asked Paul Sands, Preston, if I could enroll, and he enrolled me. So, <laughs> but uh, it's a great. a lot cheaper than Vanderbilt. It is yeah. a wonderful experience it, it, for it kids. It was a tremendous experience. It was one of the best experiences of my life. It really did. Uh, it, it was one of those aha moments in my uh, education, and, and it was awesome. So, Scott, what else is going on? Uh, House Bill 391, that's a bill I carried uh, last last session on the short ter- short-term credentials like we have at Columbia State, the line worker program. Uh, we've been told that it uh, looks like Governor Lee is going to fund this bill this year as a pilot program. And what this does, it, it allows these kids who want to get into line worker, CDL, heavy equipment operator, health sciences, these short-term credentials that are high-paying jobs, we're going to create a scholarship program for them now so that they don't have to come out of their own pocket. They can pull money down from the state to get a scholarship to go, such as to the line worker program. And it's a 10-week program, I think, at Columbia State. And once they graduate, they go to work making $71,000 a year starting pay. Wow. Uh, you know, CDL drivers, truck drivers, um, heavy equipment operators, health sciences, these are extremely high-paying jobs, and they have a lot of upward mobility for these kids. So I'm really excited about this pilot program getting rolled out because we're starting to show here that there are other avenues to having a successful career instead of parking your butt in college for four years or five years and racking up all kinds of debt. Even though there's still that opportunity for kids that want to go to college, if they want to go, they can, but for the kids that want to get out of high high school, get get a credential and start making big money without student debt, here you go. Here's an opportunity for us. And I think the return on investment for our taxpayers is going to be re- re- really high on this one. Um, big, b- big things happening in the General Assembly in hearings this week. Uh, DCS is, uh, Mary Littleton is the... Department of Children's Services. Thank you. I was, I'm sorry. It's full of acronyms up there. Oh, I know. Um, Department of Children's Services is coming in to discuss what they are doing to help alleviate these concerns and problems in DCS, and they're going to start to discuss their um, DCS calendar, which has, I think, 17 bills on it from higher pay, greater supports, more flexibility with foster care, uh, cheaper adoption to make it free. They're trying to do everything they can to get this thing under control, partnering with mental health, providing mental health for these kids that, that are just in train wrecks of homes right now. Um, and trying to salvage these lives so that they can be productive as they move forward in life. Uh, so that's going to be really interesting. And then on the education side, on Wednesday at 1.30, uh, we are having a two-hour meeting. Most most meetings go about an hour. We've got permission from the speaker. We're doing two hours in education to talk about the state of education in Tennessee. We're bringing in teachers, principals, superintendents. We're bringing in the commissioner of education from Mississippi that turned that program around. We're serious about this. We've got to get this turned around quickly in Tennessee because our system right now is flawed and it's not doing what we want it to do. And we're and everything we've done, all the discussions we've had on our side of education in my committees, everything keeps pointing back to kindergarten. You got to get them in kindergarten. You can't let them move forward out of kindergarten unless they're ready to go. And instead of retaining them in third grade, which is too late, we're looking at let's hold them in kindergarten to make sure that they're on grade level before they start their academic uh, uh, a trail. Well, Scott, go a little bit further than that. Yes, sir. That's where I look at it, kindergarten, and then we ought to have resources at that level. Like I say, a good teacher Mm -hmm. in six weeks can determine whether a student's picking up 
the, the material. Yes. So if we got teachers' assistants and and resource material to help that slow student, then we won't have a problem down there in third grade. That is that is, Mr. York. You probably got a a, a bug in my office or something like that because you keep bringing these great topics up. I'm going to start accusing you of being a Republican if you keep this up. Now, be careful. No, no, Democrat all the way, buddy. <laughs> that's what we believe in. But that's what that's the best part. You know, if you talk, Mr. York. We agree on this. We've got to get this educational thing fixed. And I think everybody across the political political spectrum agrees that the foundations and fundamentals of education are non-political. It's reading, writing, and math. That's all it is. But we've got to make sure these kids are learning this. Uh, the governor is proposing a bill that will pass that brings the summer school and the tutoring support starting in kindergarten. Uh, we are looking at trying. We've talked to Speaker Sexton about it, and he he's agreeable to it. We're trying to come up with money to provide in K through three, uh, like like a grow your own program with teachers assistance. Teach them how how to get into those kindergarten through third grade levels. Learn how to interact with the kids. Learn from good teachers. Help these kids learn how to read and do math, so that when they go through their educational outcomes starting after after third grade, where now you're reading to learn that these kids have the best chance of being successful so that we can they can take advantage of the dual enrollment, the short-term credentials, the community college work, the, the four-year college work, or how about this, being able to serve in the military if they want to serve in the military. So we've got to transform this, and I think we're on the right path. We're talking, that, we're talking to the boots on the ground, the people that work with the kids every day, that we can have some good conversations about how we're going to transform education in Tennessee, focusing on the fundamentals early and getting the necessary supports in there. And I think if we can tinker with the standards a little bit and reduce some of the amount of standards that our teachers are having to teach and give them more time to drill down on depth, knowledge, and understanding, I think we'll transform our educational system where now, you know, Tennessee's leading the nation economically and lowest taxed. Personally, I'd like to lead the nation in education. But, Scott, if you've got resources at that level, you know, that needs to be decided by the local principal mm-hmm. and, and the education association on if they're going to use teacher's assistance, how many per class. If you got a class of 25 students, there's no way in the world a high-qualified teacher can pick out the slower students and give them resources, too. So she may need two teacher's assistants in that particular size class. That, that that's, that's correct, Mr. York. What we found is... The federal, the federal government requiring us to do the RTI, the response to intervention, what that does is it removes the student from the classroom environment. Now you've got to not only teach them and help them to get caught up in RTI, the response to intervention, but now they have to go back to the class and that teacher has to get the kid taught up of what they missed. If we can bring, if we can bring the teacher's assistance into the classroom, now those kids can stay part of that class structure and they can get the necessary help so they don't fall behind so we're not trying to do two things to, to one child. Yeah, Scott's exactly right. And I'll tell you, as a parent of kids that are in the Murray County Public School System, kids get pulled, and, and I have a dear friend that's an RTI instructor, and I hope she doesn't come after me, Alice. But <laughs> when I know you her. Pull, it, it, yeah, and she's wonderful. It makes zero sense to take a kid who's struggling in class out of class to work with RTI they miss that classroom instruction time. Then you send them back into class, and they are already behind. Cole had to do that for a while. Cole is so thankful he doesn't have to fool with RTI anymore because all it did was get him behind. 
it's a well-meaning it's a well-meaning program but all it does is pulls them out of class when you can and i'll say this when you can graduate from murray county public schools with an honors diploma and you go to una and you struggle that's an indictment of murray county public schools and the state of tennessee education okay and now um this RTI is federally mandated. Is that it? Yes, sir. Can yes. I? When we come, I think is it time for a break? Yeah, it's time okay, for a break. When we here. come back, I'd, I'd love to weigh in. Okay, let's do it. Come back. <laughs> this is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one-of-a-kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello. This is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. Wear this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry. Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Kick off the new year with new home upgrades from Hiller. This month, when you buy something you need for your home, we'll give you something you want. For a limited time, when you purchase a new whole home generator, new tankless water heater, or select new HVAC systems, we'll give you a free 55-inch TV, free solo smokeless stove, or a free Nintendo Switch. Pick your prize when you upgrade essential systems for your home. Don't wait. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Do you want your business advertising to reach more listeners? Not sure how? At Front Porch Radio, we want you to reach more listeners than ever before. Let people know what you do and where to reach you. Right here on Front Porch Radio. It's fast, fun, and easy to get started growing your business today. Contact James Dickinson at 931-446-2028. That's 931-446-2028. Front Porch Radio. We can make your dreams come true. 
All right, welcome back. This is Terry from 103.7 T. Willie's Mule Town Mix. I've got a very good friend on the line, Miles Johnson from Foodland. Miles, I already got a glimpse of those T-bones, so what else you got? Uh, well, we also have ground round on sale for four twenty nine a pound, boneless pork loins for $1.99 a pound, strawberries two for five, collard or turnip green bunches four for $5, and crystal geyser 32-pack waters three for 12. Man, what a deal that is right there, and T-bones are, what, four ninety nine a pound, so, man, get you some good T-bones and uh, grill them up. Again, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. You guys are located right there at uh, 427 West 7th, so easy in, easy out. You got a fantastic staff working there, and uh, thank you, Miles, as always, and we'll talk to you next week. All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. All right, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Again, those deals run all the way through the 21st. Uh, just stop on in. If you can't remember what we just told you, just grab a flyer at the door and ask anybody for help. They'll take care of you. back three dudes with a view president's day edition my name is del kennedy i'm dude number three dude number two clayton harris how you doing man i'm doing well del. good morning everybody dude number one mr jim york how are you good morning del good morning everybody let's touch on columbia state program tonight before we uh, let carrie take off uh good good idea mr york because i was about to let that slip i sure don't want to all right uh regular special guest and friend of the station, uh, Scott Sapecki. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude, Carrie Powers. Hello. And friend of the station, hadn't been around in a while, Chandler Anderson. How you doing? Good. I'm glad to be here. All right. As usual, we got a party going on. All right. I missed York. This was at the top of my list. And then we're going to – Carrie's got some questions for Representative Sapecki, I think. But let me find this – that Krista Martin sent me over the week. Columbia State Community College, notable African-Americans on parade for the Black History Month, and it's going to be at uh, Cherry Theater at 6.30 this afternoon. It'll be uh, people that are dressed as historical figures, uh, African-Americans, and I would uh, encourage everybody to come out and look and see. They, They will be dressed, hopefully, in the attire during that period. And they will depict people like Harriet Tugman, Rosa Parks, and Barack Obama, uh, and, and give a little talk about their particular historic position in, in the history of this country. Yeah, this this is a, a, a wonderful event at Columbia State's Cherry Theater. It says, we are asking people to dress like their chosen notable African American. You will need to provide your own clothing and other, other items that you choose to wear to help you look like that notable African American. If you are participating in the program, you should be there no later than 6 o'clock. That's tonight, folks. Uh, we have 25 uh, youth signed up and 10 adults signed up presently. You'll be called to the stage to show off your dress-up of not- notable African-American, of a notable African-American. The keynote speaker is Archibald Morawa, Morawa and his topic is Zimbabwe to the United States of America. Uh, questions, call Diane Davis at 931-540-2854. That's 931-540-2854. And my understanding, Mr. York, is that uh, and so it's it's going to start. It's at 630 tonight if you're not a participant, and it right. is free and open to the public. Uh, right. Yeah. 
So those people that are apprehensive about learning about black American history, come on out and, and partake in it and see what, what it gives you in terms of knowledge. Yeah, this is uh, uh, one of those things that happens here in Columbia, and that's why we have the name Columbia. All right, Carrie Powers, you got a question. Well, more of a comment. Um, I really like the logic that I'm hearing when there's dual enrollment being offered to sophomores. I think it gives great opportunities to motivated kids. That's where they can enroll in community college and high school at the same time. Yes, and um, having had children who participate in that, I think it's wonderful exposure to higher level education. And I love that we have Columbia State here that does such a great job. It's just a phenomenal opportunity. Um, Shout out to the Fast Track for these motivated kids who can take advantage of these credentialing opportunities in the post-COVID world. We really need to replace job, replace people in the workforce that, you know, during COVID either ret- retired or, or got out. And I'm speaking specifically about health care. We really ha- need MAs and LPNs and things like this. And I think we are creating more opportunities. So I really like the logic and the good things for motivated Um, young people but uh, I would love to circle around to something that got um, when RTI just came up under people's breath everyone was kind of speaking to a very good RTI teacher but last week we talked about federal funding going away and being we were going to change it out with state money but yet the same amount of money was going to be going towards kids and this is such a we just went through a list of things as to why rti is not good but why are we doing rti and then let's we've got a well, great because it's federally mandated okay but we've got a great if we teacher. didn't take the federal money we wouldn't have to do rti well and that's what i hope this is going to kind of lead into this discussion but what we all just everyone commented the same name it's a phenomenal teacher who's doing exactly what she's told to do so she's doing rti well but rti has a lot of flaws but we will continue to do it as long as we are federally mandated so if we can get the same amount of money but take away the federal governance I think we all just, I mean, what we're talking about, putting more resources to younger towards kindergarten, following it up with first grade, we've got to capture these kids younger. And I think we have more opportunity to do it if we can get the federal um, hullabaloo Oversight. out. Oversight. out. Yeah. So, I mean. Scott, we, what's the progress on that? Uh, that bill will be put on notice probably in two weeks, and we'll start to have that debate in education. We are preparing to defend that bill. Um, I support it. I think that we can gain the flexibility we need without having with, with being able to improve on the idea behind RTI of getting these kids these help. But the problem I have with it is you're pulling them out of class, and now you're putting them further behind from the normal instruction. We can do things like Mr. York said about getting teachers' assistance in those classrooms by using those, those RTI teachers. This this lady that we've kind of under our breath have talked about, she'd be a phenomenal person to have in the classroom supporting teachers, working with these kids so that they can get the necessary help they need real time in the class during the lesson so the teacher can continue on with the lesson. Huge gains for those kids. Yes, huge gains. Huge. And this is the problem with the federal government is it's a good idea. And the RTI is not the only thing that would go away in there's terms a, of there's, federal mandates. There's and, tons of them. And the amount of testing we do and things like that yeah. to where we could focus more on gaining, not only giving the, 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 the knowledge to the kids, but the depth 
and the knowledge and the and the understanding of the why behind what we're teaching them so they can become a more educated and literate society who can find information for themselves instead of relying on some talking head telling them their opinion. Don't you think it would empower our local... That's throwing the baby out with the bath water. Can I have a question? All right, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Before we get off on a tangent, we're running out of time. Well, I'm just saying some of those programs federal can be modified. And RTI can be modified. Uh, if, it's if very got restrictive. The right people dealing with M- Mr. York. But, but, it's very yeah. restrictive. Well, why don't you, we try Terry, to change Terry, it before we Terry's lose? We have had a debate about this bill. Let's talk about yeah. something. Uh, Clayton and I went up to the Chamber of Commerce meeting in Spring Hill last week, and it was the county mayors of Williamson County and Murray County. Sheila Budd and Rogers Anderson were the program. All anybody wanted to talk about there, there, they. they, they in terms of what's going on on the county level, questions, people's comments, what the mayors wanted to talk about were one subject, and it's called this, what's the bill called, Scott? It's basically parity between the cities and the counties. This, what it allows the counties to do is to charge growth for growth. It's an impact fee by another name. Mm-hmm. What's 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 the status of that in front of the legislature? So we've been waiting for the mayors to bring us, and this is more than Williamson and Murray. It's reached out to probably 15 mayors across the state now. Um, we've been waiting for them to bring us the language on the bill. We have the language now. Senator Hensley will put it on notice for two weeks from now when the county mayors association and the county commissions are up there. Um, and I will put it on notice the exact same week. So in two weeks, we'll be taking this bill before the committees and start to um, try to bring our rationale behind this of bringing parity, uh, a level playing field between the cities and the counties, giving the counties and the cities the exact same powers instead of having this disparate treatment between the two. Um, and whatever the counties want to do, because the state really doesn't have a dog in this hunt. We don't. And the governor's office doesn't have a dog in this hunt. It's basically giving the counties the ability to navigate what they need to do to make sure that they have the infrastructure in place to support the growth. And so it's giving them the flexibility to do the things that they need to do, and it's giving the cities the flexibility to things that they need to do also. There's already in code, it prevents double double taxation, so that cannot happen. Um, and so it's just arguing a thought. Not, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. It's just saying, if you believe that counties and cities should have the ability to do the same things, and the state, the county should not have to run that a state every time they want to do something, which makes representatives and senators vote on things they may not want to vote on, they don't believe in, let the locals make that decision. Let the county commission make that decision, and the school boards make those decisions who answer directly to the people at the local level. What's Logic and efficiency, once again. There's libertarian a thing. idea. What a very libertarian idea. Killing me. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it, Chandler. Perfect. No, but look, here, here's oh, the what's thing. What's the chance it's going to pass, Scott? Um, I, I, think, I think very good because we've got, we've got the, the, the cities behind it. We have the counties behind it. Uh, we have uh, uh, the necessary players because we're not arguing that we're going to give approval to a tax in, in Nashville. All we're going to do is give parity to the people, to the subdivisions that we've created so that they can function. Being counties. Yeah, yeah, they can function on the ways that they have to do and make decisions that are not uniform across the state. It's individual based on what their needs are. 
That's all it is. And it's common sense, and I think we have a better chance of getting that passed. Um, there is another thing. Tuesday at the county commission, uh, Senator Ensley and I, we're going to try to leave early to get to the county commission meeting. Uh, they are voting on the final language of the Duck River to protect the Duck River. We'll have that language ready to go. And they're also instituting a private act change, so we're waiting to get that information, too. But uh, And I'm, I'll be ready to answer any questions that they have about what's going to go on in, in Nashville, which I think will probably be a little, uh, a couple questions. Uh, but uh, uh, a lot of good things happening here, but uh, we're working on that. And then here's the best part about uh, House Bill 805. You ready for this? Text messages will be added to the do not call list. Oh, yeah. So all those during election time, we all receive them, right? Those hundreds and hundreds of of text messages saying vote for this, vote for that. If you're on the do not call registry, this bill is moving through committee, then they they would not be able to send you those text messages to tie you up. So that's that's what's what's going on. if you get caught doing it, it is by, I think it's, it starts out with misdemeanors, Mr. York, and then once you reach a certain, a certain threshold of abuse, remember, it's each text message you send is a violation of, 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 of state code. So once you reach a certain threshold, then it kicks over to the felony side, which could also lead to the re- revocation of a business license. And there's a whole packet that that my buddy Scott Albert can give you, where people are calling you. You can there's a form letter you can send them, mm-hmm. and these people will settle. They'll settle. Like if you say, "Look, man, you do this again, I'm gonna sue you." Man, these people are sending checks to folks mm-hmm. to to get out of the litigation. So I think I think it's great. Add text messages to it. It's worrisome to get a hundred text messages a day. It's annoying. Uh, I, I want to say, Scott, I, do, I didn't want to put you in a tough spot earlier with my Randall Andy. I appreciate that you're a local Republican. You do a great job, and I want to just be sure that people understand that. Um, I, I want to say I think at some point we need a discussion about where we're headed as a local Republican Party because it matters who leads, but it also matters who lies. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> well said, Chandler. Well, so, I mean, um, if you're a liar, you're a liar. I mean, so if you, the truth. If you are concerned about education, tune in on Wednesday at 1.30 to the Gen- TN General Assembly website. Go under videos. Look for the Education Administration Committee. It'll say view event. You can click on it, and you can watch the hearings live about all the people we're bringing in to discuss education in, in Tennessee. All right. Lots going on, legislature and folks. It's happening right now. Calling your legislator in July won't do a bit of good. Be nice. It's yeah. It's it's happening right now. And leave Metro government alone, Scott. Uh, we'll see about that. Shout out to Alice Johns. Let's call her name. She's a wonderful RTI teacher. They all are. She is a wonderful being. teacher. Good. Good. Thing.